Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Hello, Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson. Going back to Jackson. Oh, I was supposed to be Bruno Mars. Oh. Do you like Bruno Mars? Oh, Jackson, Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I love that song. Gotta kiss myself. I'm so pretty. Yeah, I love that song. That's That was one of my old getting ready to go out songs. I had this little video, little video clip I used to post all the time. I think there's a lot of people's getting ready to go out song. That's a very popular one. But it was these two gigantic hogs, and they're walking, and they're Oh yeah, <laughs> you showed it right to the beat, perfectly to the beat, perfect to the beat, and I, that was one of the videos because I know uh, Sven next door always laughed at me. He goes, "Oh, it appears you're going out this evening." You know, yeah. yeah, he gets got accused of cultural appropriation because he has a very African American Bruno black, Mars. Yeah, but he's he's part Puerto Rican and he's Jewish. He's the, he, I don't think he's at all. The man can sing his ass. He's off. a performer like James Brown, but he got he got yelled at for that because you know he doesn't. He's, it's I just I. I can't, can't win because no one's uh, appropriating uh, boring white people. Yeah, we, we don't. Nobody <laughs> wants to appropriate our <laughs> boring asses. Appro- <laughs> nobody wants to appropriate white the uh, boring white people problem. Yeah, exactly. Let me get out my polo shirt. Yeah, here. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've gained more weight. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> the to... diet I'm on, the candies twice the prize. Wah. Oh, there was a funny Don and Mike commercial years ago. They were the DJs here in town for, yeah. a and they were like, "Hi, we're Don and Mike." We're fat, uh, we're white, and we're sick, sick about, about it. it. Yep. Yeah, that was one of their entrance things. Yeah, yeah, Very I remember funny. that. Tonight we are doing Forensic Files. Forensic Files. Season 8. Season 8. Episode 20. Episode all the, 20. All the world's a stage. And all the world's a stage! <laughs> and I'm trying really to think great. of what the pun is now. That, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Uh, I guess it's because Staged. of the performance. Stage, no, yes, stage. They, yeah, the stage, the scene, stage, yeah, right. yep, yep, okay. yep. So the I I want to say the star, the victim in this episode. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> is Pilar Nicolau. Wait, before we get into this, uh, oh, two things, two things before oh, we get into this. One, right. oh yeah, yeah. One, hello, good company in the car, yep. listeners. Please go to wherever you're listening to this Whatever podcast from and give us a review and re- give us a review and like if you're enjoying it. it if, that is. <laughs> Give us a good review regardless. <laughs> Hold it. Or this dog gets it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah. That's really funny. Okay. And the, the other thing, uh, 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 no, 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 I said I had two things. Oh, well, at one point, we, we, we've been getting these um, podcast statistics, and I didn't realize it, but at one point back in May, we were all the way to the lofty position of eight, eight? in Uzbekistan it in is true the, crime. Hey, <laughs> that is just fascinating to me of all of the- of Uzbekistan, all, whoever you hell, are listening thanks, to us. Thanks, hey, guys. I, I don't know. It I know has how to, to be some military uh, base. Where else do they speak in English? Yeah, how do you say thank you? And, and No, uh, no, <laughs> no. It's, the, it's English-speaking people. There's no- <laughs> Foreigners <laughs> who don't understand is listening to this. Uh, There's no way. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Okay, well, so Pilar Nicolau had a very international upbringing. She, she is. Uh, she was born in Spain, educated in Paris, moved to Boston, and boom, became a nanny. I know. And because like she, she spoke three, she spoke, she spoke her native Valencian dialect. Valencian, she spoke Spanish. Spanish she spoke French. French. She spoke English. English. So I think Rich. 
people in cities like Boston and Manhattan like to have that kind yes. of nanny. For, they always want him to speak French for some reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, her sister, it, who's with us a lot, her is Carmen Bereford, and she had to say this about her. She was very culturally uh, knowledgeable. She could speak uh, the three languages, our native language, Valencian, Spanish, and French, fluently. And, um, and she loved everything that involved the Spanish or the French culture. She really did. But then she adopted the American wave also very well. So not too long after getting to Boston, she meets policeman and complete tool Ted MacArthur, who they later describe as gotta, handsome. You and, just gotta add the, You just gotta say, I could talk about these people and rarely say anything that disagreeable about them. <laughs> you always have to add these unnecessary descriptive words. Go ahead. Well, I would say the word dweeb may have been coined solely to describe this guy, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. She's really, she's, she's gorgeous. She's a very attractive He woman. was punching way above his weight with her. <laughs> and, that, and again, the nerve to turn around and do what he does. Okay, yeah, anyway. Yeah. No, look at, you, look at who's getting ahead. Look I know, you. I know. She's and he, Corporal Jenny Alvarez, who is her buddy, is here. He was good to her. She fell in love with him. You know, why, why, why do you love somebody? They were very attractive. So they moved to Miami, and he quickly ro- rose through the ranks of the PD, and he became a homicide detective. He's I don't a know much about homicide detective in Miami. Yeah, holy is that a, shit! I don't know much about the police. I don't know from police, but I, as a homicide detective, it's got to be a fairly, you know, a homicide. De- being a homicide detective, in my understanding is that that's the the really big whoop de doo detective. You're kind job. of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So and she, think about it. It's Miami. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of murder in Miami. Is there? <laughs> oh my god like i know you're here. kidding i, I just made a prank face at him I I guess, but it's better than it used to be i guess back in the well, 80s when the drugs were but it goes up and it goes down you never know dc mm. used to be the murder capital of the world and then it richmond, could happen again then richmond stole our title but we're coming for you richmond <laughs> i know it's good let's get back. those murders back up come on come dc on. step it up we get a little audio about her department of corrections you know inmates can be very vulgar very, very rough. I mean, she was just so sweet that even the inmates couldn't cuss her out. I just love the fact that she is a corrections officer and the inmates respected her enough not to be offensive around her. Mm-hmm. That is actually a soup. If, if they re, if that's, you know, if that state, you know, there's always going to be the one that's not, but yeah. that's actually that's how, very, that's very how funny. sweet and endearing she funny. was. So on August 1st, 1989, while the kids are away visiting the folks back up North, the police get this 911 call. Yeah, police and fire, do you have an emergency? Yes, I need rescue. 2145 Northeast 124th Street. My wife went f***ing around with a gun and just shot herself. Is this a house or a park? This is Sergeant MacArthur from Harmony. Okay, Sergeant MacArthur, this is Priscilla. Priscilla, please. Okay, they're on their way. And scene. So, oh my the God. EMT are there moments later. They find him oh performing CPR on her on the floor next to the bed. And they're there for eight minutes, and they declare her dead, which seems like a red-hot minute. Before we even start talking about this, this guy's a freaking homicide detective. Well, let's not ruin the episode and go step-by-step and point out exactly what we got to deal with here. I said, oh, my God, at least 50 times. They're only there eight minutes, and they declare her dead. So that doesn't seem, you know, normally it's it's a while. EMTs work on people for a while before giving that. Well, it was a bullet wound to the side of the head. Yeah, all right. So Don Slavonic is uh, heading the investigation, and he is a fellow homicide detective. And he knew of MacArthur, and he gives us his impression of him. I didn't specifically know the man 
I knew the name. I had seen him at a homicide school maybe a year before. His reputation was that he was a good investigator. He looks like a grown-up, not Jerry Mathers, uh-huh. but he looks like Leave it to Beaver grown-up. So Pilar has been trained in the use of firearms because she works at the correctional facility. We see a photograph so of her. Has she has to have. Uh-huh. She was a gun corrections officer. Everybody is suspicious. No one more so than her sister. I don't believe she she was going to do something that stupid. She had more common sense. She was more intelligent than that. No way, Jose. I don't think she realized. You don't say no way, Jose, when you're talking about your sister's murder. Well, but I don't. I think the nuance may have been lost on her. Right? It's dated. It's a little dated. It is, but no way, Jose. No way, Jose. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's funny to me because when she said, "I caught that too," and I was like, "Ooh, yeah." But she's trying. I think. I think she's she's, trying to be relatable, but she doesn't doesn't get it. She doesn't want to be disrespectful. That's what I took it as. So we learned from. And investigators, this is what he told the investigators went down that morning. Ted said Pilar was asleep, and he playfully used a toy water pistol to wake her up. He said he went into the bathroom to refill the water pistol. And when he returned, he saw Pilar jokingly holding his police revolver to her head. Playfully awakened her with a squirt gun, because that's the kind of fun, sexy kind of marriage they had, and woke her up with that. And she playfully is like, oh, I'm getting up. And so he apparently emptied the entire contents of the squirt gun. He's reloading, for lack of a better word, in the bathroom. I'm thinking the bed. Wouldn't that just soak the bed? That's what I'm saying. I was like, stop squirting water on the bed. A couple of squirts would have been annoying. By squirt number 10, I would have been throwing the alarm clock at him. Yeah, like, you're getting the pillows wet. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he goes in. He fills it back up. He comes out. She's now got her service revolver pointed to her head and is playfully saying she's going to shoot herself as a joke. I don't get where he thought this was going to fly. I don't fly. either. And he says, no, honey. playful banter with a gun. And no, honey, don't. And she pulls the trigger and, and there's a bullet in the chamber and, oh. it, and, and it kills her. No, it, but he even says, stop that. And she says, it's not loaded, according to him. Mm-hmm. He says, stop that. And she says, it's okay, it's not loaded. So he says he immediately calls 911, drags her off the bed and starts CPR. So when the investigators get there, they find the five bullets on the nightstand and there's one in the gun. And they think, well, maybe she did think it wasn't loaded. But if you have a six-shooter and you only have five bullets in your hand, six is a pretty obvious number of shells, don't you think? Well, I'm going with the fact that he was a homicide detective and she was a correctional officer. Uh And they didn't like, they dotted all their I's and crossed all their T's. They did not like, oh, we don't have to worry about this. Oh, it couldn't possibly be him. He's a homicide detective. Oh, they said that. And Slavonic, who comes up, he didn't, because he was a fellow officer, he did not take his word. But they find no residue on Ted's hand. So they're, they're pretty sure because he didn't shoot the gun. It seemed, so, it seemed very plausible the way he What he had described, described but Slavonic is like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do my job, and I don't care if he's a fellow officer. Right, right. I don't care if he's a known criminal. He is a, a, a homicide detective in Miami who's got clout. Like mm-hmm. He is somebody who's actually closed a lot of cases and got a lot of shit done. I, I, I wouldn't fuck so with him. He, well, no, but I'm saying, like, and, and he, in his prime, he was, you know, a reasonable, a nice- Oh, you're talking about Ted? 
Yeah. Ted I would fuck with. I wouldn't fuck with Slavonic. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about the I'm talking about Ted. Just yeah, so he's standing in you the know, police in force was day, he was esteemed. He was a, he was attractive. They were an attractive couple. He they wasn't were, attractive, but well, you're entitled to your opinion. No, no, no. I'm just saying he's not an ugly schlubby dude and he's a cop mm-hmm. and he's a detective yep. and you know a least likely so, yeah, suspect, yeah, yeah. but Pilar has told us that Ted is spending all their money, like not some of it all of it. She's bouncing checks, buying groceries. It's gross overspending. And she's getting a little suspicious, and she finds a photo in his wallet, and she confronts Ted. And what does Ted say? It's oh, a case he's working on. Oh, no, on. honey, I'm not cheating. Case my ass. Pilar is no idiot, and it's clearly a phone number on the back. Uh, she decides instead of hiring an investigator, she's just going to do it herself. And she's a smart girl. She, you know, she knows what to do. She eventually tracks him down to a bar, and she finds him with this woman. I love the fact, I love this, the way it was described. Uh-huh. She follows him to a bar. She's his wife. Correct. She's in the bar. Yep. And he does not notice her. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Pilar is probably pretty good at like staying. You probably. know what I mean? Probably. Females are, it's very easy for females to change their appearance and, easily. And I think she was a lot smarter than him. And, well, but, but he could have been too stupid well, if he rose the ranks as a homicide. A I, homicide detective, that's a hard, hard, hard job. Uh, yeah. Well, I like the, the shot. It was boob first when she, the, the girlfriend enters the picture. They don't show her face right. or her midriff. They just have follow her it's boobs into the funny. bar. Very, very funny. And I think in the picture they had her like in a baseball cap and sunglasses, which was fun. The uh, Pilar was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a really, really stereotype. Yeah, no one's going to. No, just um, so Slavonic's interviewing Ted, and he said, "Are you having any affairs or seeing anyone?" And at first, he denied it, and then he admitted to it. But then he didn't want to say who she was because he didn't want to get her involved. And Slavonic's like, "That's not how this works." I asked him in the interview if he was dating anyone. He initially denied it, and then he said, "Yes, he was dating a lady," and he didn't want to give her name up. And I go, "You don't understand. This isn't open for debate." Who is a lady? And I want her name right now. I looked it up. She was not the crime reporter for the Miami Herald. She was a crime reporter for the Miami Herald. And she was a brunette, not a blonde. Well, but they had to make it look sexy for the TV show. Are you saying brunettes can't be sexy? Well, no, I'm a brunette, but I'm just saying that I'm know. saying it's because they wanted to like protect her and in. That's what I'm saying. They're making the sexy. They're making the jazzing it up for the TV show, making her super big and busty and blonde. Like she'll kind of, the the reenactment actress looked like Lonnie Anderson back in the heyday. Okay, now it works better for the audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Alvarez is back to tell us how hard Pilar is working, uh, making an effort to save the marriage, and she says it. It might seem sound a little inappropriate, but. You know, Pilar is really determined to try to make this marriage work for the kids. I'm assuming for the kids, most of all. And because maybe she really loves him? I I don't know. She was making an effort on her part to really win her husband back and really rekindle the relationship. And part of that was, of course, as with any relationship, you know, making yourself look good, losing the weight, getting a makeover... But changing your style of clothing to include, you know, the naughty lingerie and stuff like that. The one thing that I like was the sexy lingerie statement. Uh-huh. She, she, she's buying sexy lingerie. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. But if she thinks he's cheating on her. Well, he said, he said I'm going to work on the marriage. I'll stop seeing her. I, we're going to work on the marriage. Did you not see that? I 
So no, he said, I'll stop seeing her. We're going to work on the marriage. So that's when they were talking. Okay. Okay. So Ted has now promised her a luxury car. He's going to buy a nice house and on and on and on. Well, then why did they have that already? They should That's the first thing. Wait a minute. We can afford this? Why don't we have this already? (laughs) Well, now we learn how romantic. Ted's a real romantic. I don't know if you knew this, but we we learn now Ted's super romantic. And one night he's drawn his wife a bath. And there are candles, and he's gotten her a glass of wine, and he's brought the television into the bathroom so she can watch her favorite shows. And I hope to God they are telenovelas. Oh. Have you ever seen a, <laughs> Have you ever seen a telenovela? She's Spain. She's Spanish. Yeah, she's have you ever Mexican. seen a telenovela? She's not South American. It she's doesn't matter. It's Spain. Spain. Telenovelas are across the that's entire Spanish. Fun. Have you ever well, seen one? Have tele- you ever yes! seen one? The, the, that's what's so funny about them is that the level of drama in them is so incredible. The makeup? And one of the jokes I read recently about one or saw recently is there's always t- twins. Mm-hmm. There's always a good twin played by the same the person. Same actress, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I love them. I wish they were more popular in pop culture or whatever. I were more accessible. But So he's got the tub. He's got the TV. He's got the candles. Oh, and I'm going to relax in, a, in my hot bath and someone rolls a tea, brings a tea. Hey, hey, hey. Get yeah, well, you, you uh, just get out of here. Well, and I, uh, she, she's not, she's not you. And uh, I think it's wise to have a nice sense of uh, 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 self-preservation. Day. Yes, yes. She didn't in that moment. And as he's leaving to go get something that he forgot, That's he sh- accidentally knocks it into sh- the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. She let her guard down. See what happened. And he put the TV up and he hooked it up. And then he said, "Oh, I, I forgot something." And on his way out of the bathroom, he accidentally brushed against the television and it fell into the water. Fearing she would be electrocuted, Pilar frantically kicked the TV out of the water. He explained it as an accident and, you know, said he was sorry and it was nothing but an accident. And I said, do you believe him? And he said, she said, yeah. I said, okay. Yeah. See? So she kicks it out before anything bad Which can happen. Which was really cool. Uh-huh. This little stunt happened just five days before he actually shoots her. Did Again, they do throw... I'm the, assuming she told people? She told her friend Alvarez, and okay. Alvarez said, do you believe she said she did? And Alvarez is like, okay. Uh, forensic Files, we like it that you have forensic in your title, and we love that everybody who's on the show is a forensic <laughs> this or forensic that. So we've got forensic scientist Henry Lee is here to examine the crime scene. I have so much respect for people like him. He's clearly an immigrant from East Asia. He is a PhD in uh, this forensic stuff. His his command of English is not great, but he's, he made his way through a PhD program. Mm. So th- this guy is smart, committed, smart. and insightful. Yeah, 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 yeah. The very first thing he looks at is her hands. They're completely clean. Her hand should have some high-velocity impact spatter because when you pull a trigger, when fire pink hit the primer and rapid oxidation create a lot of force. That force pushed the bullet forward, impact the side, and blood spatter will project forward, also backwards. Going by what Ted said, there should have been blood on her hand and not that much blood on the bed. Uh, They actually, he and his... Uh, assistant actually weigh the blood from the crime scene. It's that basically. blew my mind. I would have, 
Not again, you know. <laughs> Blue, wait, 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 wait oh, the words. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't mean to. Oh, that was no part. That was not intended. But the idea that they were smart enough to realize how much blood should have been present, and they weighed the blood, and they—that is really it's super cool, fascinating. And they figured that she lost almost a third of her entire contents a of blood third. in her body. Lee explains why that would have happened if what Ted said had happened had happened. One to two thousand cc of blood. That's quite a bit of blood. Since only one gunshot wound, it's not like a water force that you open up all the volume coming down. At the initial injury, the blood going to gushing out because that time the body systems, the heart still pumping with this pressure coming out much faster. Then gradually slow down the blood own sound. Finally cease the function, the blood just leak it out. So he estimates she was on that bed for at least 15 minutes before he moved her to the floor. He then read statements from the first responders that said the blood was already coagulated and that the serum had separated out. Yeah. It, it, you know you know when you've got blood on a sheet? Plasma. Yeah, plasma. The plasma no, separated out. No, 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 no. They said, that's what, but when they, because when they said that on the show, I went, I thought that was plasma. Yeah, plasma so, and serum. But they, you, you, anyway. you, I've even seen it like when you uh-huh. dab a, a bloody yeah, handkerchief, yeah, yeah. you'll see the, the white the fluid clearish, separates after yeah. a while. So Dr. Lee, being so committed, he can't use Red Cross blood because that has preservatives in it. Which is, so, I'm like, it does? That's, that's I actually right. was like, it does? Yeah, me too. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, EDTA, whatever that stands well, let's for. Let's keep it from co- coagulating. Yeah. So he draws 500 cc's of his own blood and sees how long it takes to coagulate. It took at least 15 minutes for him to get it at room temperature to coagulate. Let's head to Texas. And how we get to Texas, I don't know. But Dr. <laughs> Vincent DeMaio of Bear County, Texas has this to say. You can't say just based on that, that he was lying, but that she used her left hand is kind of a flag that makes you think, maybe you should look a little harder on this case than you would normally. He immediately sees that it's a wound on the left side of her head. She's right-handed. So right off the bat, Ted. How can you... This is what, Kevin, we started this, Kevin, and I wanted to go into, wait a minute, this is literally the checklist. You wanted to jump right to this good stuff, didn't you? No, 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 because it is literally the checklist. Yeah. What is the, there's it's a coming, checklist. It's, it's coming up. Wait, wait, so we get it. Oh my God. Okay. I can't place the accent on DeMaio. It's, yeah, it's not Texas. Well, it, yeah. it sure as hell ain't Texas. Yeah. The sight on the gun has left an impression on the head, so DeMaio knows the exact orientation of the gun. Further from the trajectory of the wound, he can show at what angle she would have had to have been holding the gun when she fired. Let me demonstrate. If we sweep up this way, and then we'd have to turn it this way, the problem is, is the way your hand is twisted, the tendons are pulled and you cannot pull the trigger, no matter how hard you try, because the tendons are stretched. In this position, of course, you can. This position, you can't. That was actually very impressive. Because you don't... Now, think about that. To the average person Mm -hmm. shooting the gun, you're not going to think like... 
Yeah, you know, and he, he gets it, and I'm and I just so did nervous. a gesture. I'm uh-huh. so I keep forgetting that you can't see me. I was holding the gun up to the side of my head, and I was just very casually moving my hand up and down at a different angles. Uh-huh. Now think about that. You're going to kill yourself. You pick up the gun, you put it to your temple, and you pull yeah. the trigger. Think of the multitude of angles that you, your hand could come to before well, the bullet. This was one of the ones that it couldn't come exactly. to. Exactly. And uh, the, when he was doing that reenactment, he had that pistol, that real pistol. Yes. And he was holding it to that his was head. That was disturbing. That bothered me. I a was bit. really, really worried. Yeah. And I, he finally pulled the trigger when he pointed it towards the ceiling. And then the other time when he actually pointed the barrel at his head, he made sure his fingers were off the trigger. And I think he did that so he wouldn't trigger people. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be funny. Because it bothered me when he did that. Yeah, and at yeah. this point, he pretty much calls Ted a moron in the most professional way possible. Oh, that's really funny. In fact, the gun was held against her head in this position. And so, really, the person who solved this case and proved it was a homicide is the husband. Based on his account and based on the findings at autopsy, it was obvious he was lying. So Ted goes on trial, and we finally hear this idiot speak. I faced the death penalty in this case. I was offered a plea early on in this case. I wouldn't plead to making an illegal left turn in connection with this case. I did absolutely nothing wrong. Yeah, he's a dick. So they look at his bank records, and they demonstrate in court how the breadth and width of his overspending. And we get more hard-hitting Slavonic. He never was going to buy the house because he couldn't afford it. He wasn't going to buy the car because he couldn't afford it. All these other issues were simply a show to make his wife think that he was trying to save their marriage. The motive wasn't money because she didn't have insurance. Oh, wait. Yes, she totally did have insurance. (laughs) Tell her how much she had. uh, She had, had, uh, there was a $250,000 policy. That he took out. Oh. Five, five weeks, weeks before, before he shot, shot her. her. And she already had another policy for $200,020. Right. So he stood to gain- Oh, I thought because it was four... an accidental death that it, that it no, got- No, 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 no. He, she already had one. Both of them are accidental to... death policies. Yeah, they were trying to do He would have cleared $470,000. He would. Wait, I want to make this clear. He would have collected $470,000. Right. And, of course, and the whole time he's talking, I'm like, this is a homicide. Det- this is a- Yep. I could have done better than this. Uh, and he had weeks and weeks and weeks to this is the cute story of the water uh, pistol and playing with her in the morning. That's the best yeah. he could come up with. I think he always has this look on his face like he accidentally just swallowed a piece of uh, 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 You know that look on he, his face? Well, like I was saying earlier, when he was younger, in the younger pictures, you can see how he was, you know, full of beans at his in his youth. He was at his peak. Yeah. And then of course the one video where he's talking and he's trying to express his disbelief that they're following through on this right, thing. <laughs> his innocence that it's it, it's you can see it's like oh this isn't going quite the way I thought it was not at go. all yeah. not at all and this next bit there are enough real homicides in Dade County that occur on a regular basis than to try to take an accidental death for whatever the reasons are and to turn it around and to do this. What he's thinking is he wants to be looked at as the victim here and he's going to be the hero because he tried to save her life and all that stuff. That so reminds me of Mark Winger who killed his um, bride up in Philadelphia because right. he was going out with Summer Wheatley. Right. And everybody was like, poor Mark. He finally got his life back together. And then he actually had the balls mm. to try and sue the bus company. Right. And then everybody oh. is, and they go back and investigate the case and they find out <sighs> that's what gets him. And 
Justin Barber. He was another one who was going to, he shot his wife on the beach and then he was going to take yep. her to the hospital. He was going to be the hero, be the collect hero. the $2 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it, it's almost the exact same case. So when he's in the dock, he's still wearing his wedding ring. Uh, what was the, but he made some goofy comment about, I couldn't get a ticket. I wouldn't, I wouldn't plead guilty to a ticket related to the, a left hand, illegal left hand turn related right, to Right, and I'm like, it was really dude, clunky. Dude, really? It was really clunky. And I'm trying to think if, this is why I, keep, I always say I want to do the ones on the innocent people who go to jail because they do the dumb shit. And I'm like, well, so what would an innocent person say? No, not that. No, 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 that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like, because I'm trying to think if, if I... God, I hate saying this. Say if, if I did, you know, if I was in this situation, you say it an awful lot. <laughs> I know, I know. But if I was in the situation, it's like, you know, first of all, my two best friends on the planet would know immediately if I was guilty. Or uh-huh. But, but, it, but I mean, I'm like, I go, I'm, I'm innocent. Yeah. I, I did not do it. I did, I did not. I'd be I would, a lot more emphatic. And I would, be, I would come across as a total loon because I didn't do this. <laughs> so you know, and yeah. They, and can't. they would hear you from the next town over. I know, but, with no amplification. But see, but that's what I'm. Saying. Saying so, these people who are like, you know, how dare you judge me? Blah 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 blah. You know the. It's like it, it, it you doesn't look good. Say that. It doesn't you look good. Say that. I don't. Uh, yeah. We get our standard forensic files roundup now. So they say what he did was she's asleep on her right side. He comes in with the gun, shoots her in the head. He goes in. He washes his hands. He. They're not sure why it took so long for him to call nine one one, but it takes him up to. 15. It takes him at least fifteen minutes because well, he has to set the stage. And you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got to pull his drapes down. He's got to get the gun next to the bed. He's got to get the sure. Cup, there was the, splatter and all those things. So that's why there's no residue on his hands when he's being uh, cross examined. He can't explain why there is no blood spatter on her hand and why her fingerprints are not on the gun. I can't believe he did not cup her hand around the gun once he shot her, but he didn't. Well, we're back to DeMaio, and he can't believe MacArthur didn't realize the statements he made at the crime scene were going to be so damning. What happened is is they got a very detailed explanation of what happened, so he couldn't change his story, and they recorded it. He, in turn, didn't realize significance of the statement he was giving. He didn't realize that there was going to be a muzzle imprint. We got one last blast from Slavonic. He thought he could get away with murdering his wife. He thought people would believe it. He was wrong. His wife is dead, but he's paying the price. Put a pin in it. This guy's gone. He gets Uh. life. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, when I was looking up, I only the one thing I wanted to do was look up the crime reporter for the Miami Herald. I he, accidentally got his mugshot from 2017. One. He Wait, looks brutal. Was the 2017 one? <laughs> yeah, 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 2017 one. Yep. So I don't know what happened to him, but he lost his chin yes. in jail? I, he, I'm sure it's yeah, just yeah, brutal. So, yeah. Prison is hard on people. But, uh, oh, but then, but then, but then, in my research, Peeler didn't know that Ted was still married. To his first wife, Betty Lou Williams, and they had a child. He didn't get a proper divorce before wait, he wait, married wait. her. Wow. And according to the, you know, the, the, there's a book about this stuff. It said days after Ted's divorce came through, he married Pilar. She didn't know there was oh, a first oh, wife. But there was several days of over. Wow, poor Pilar. No, 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 no. There was no, there was no bigamy, but she didn't know. Right, but the marriage, the divorce, didn't technically go through until after they were married. No, no, no. The divorce went through, and then they got married. Oh, okay. So he planned it so that there wasn't any problems. But, but she didn't she know anything didn't about know, it. She didn't know there was nothing. Huh. 
Uh, I'm surprised he was, was such a stand-up guy. Cassie that he met in the beginning of the room and put a straight. And it was because he was the homicide detective that he met the reporter. Which uh-huh. is why which is why that makes they, the yeah uh, obvious connection. After the trial started four years after the shooting, so by this time the reporter moved in with him. She moved in with him so after the murder. After the murder, wow! And, and moved out after a fight when he threatened her with a knife. Oh God! Well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> you know, actually, I kind of went. No, I, that's that's too dark. And she offered to testify for the prosecution against him. Good. Well, that's there you go, hilarious. Ted. <laughs> Stand by oh, me. A, he was so supremely confident of his acquittal, and even held a news conference predicting the outcome and promising legal action against the accusers. Wow, the stone's on you, Ted. I know. Here's the picture you were talking about. Yeah, it's 2017. Yeah. You know they have to retake shot uh, pictures of the prisoners, and his he's got I think four. There's no chin. His chin just goes straight down to his chest, and his and it's all these folds underneath. And he apparently went and he lost all this weight. Uh, he lost over 40 pounds, and he got prison tattoos. Yay! He good. Got, wait, 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 wait. Guess what the tattoos are? Guns? No. One of them is a snake and a dagger and a skull and crossbones. Oh, how original. One is a double heart with the word Ted and Edna. Okay. Is it romance? I believe, I, I'm not sure who Edna is, so Edna may have possibly been the first wife. The other tattoo was a dragon with two hearts and the name Pilar and Kimberly. So I don't know who Edna are, who Ted, Edna, and Kimberly are. So he's got four names on him. Yeah, the all the world's jumbo <laughs> coconut balls. Uh, I'm gonna murder you and have your name tattooed on my arm. Checklist. We have a checklist. Yeah. Marriage. Yep. They say he's happy. He's yep. not. He's having an affair. Of course. Life insurance policy. Yep. Fakes the murder yeah, poorly. For, really, <laughs> I mean, it, it, you. Could, this is we. I actually we need to make a bingo card. Yeah. We need oh, to make a bingo card. First, you know, you bingo. No, 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 yeah, but like we need to make a bingo card because it's like I've seen him for you know the things you see. No, Walmart. I mean whoever gets all the stuff first. Really, bingo, right? really, it's like you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> all the world's a stage, uh, Ted. But you had all the time in the world to stage yours, but you really screwed it up. No Shakespeare company for you this year. <laughs> You'd never make it in Summerstock. Good luck, Ted. You've got a few more years to go, and I hope they're awful.